Welcome to Drunk Bible Study. This show's mission is to read every single word of the greatest story ever told. A warning to our listeners, the hosts of this show are sinners, but they're doing their best. There will be drinking and there may be some swears. They did say they'd try to keep it clean, but I wouldn't put my money on it. I'm Emily, and this is Drunk Bible Study, where my good friends Dedeker and Jace teach me, a born and raised atheist, all about the Bible. We're back with more Jesus today, everyone. Yeah, I don't know if you remember, last Mm -hmm. time he was just like whipping up a storm of miracles, just healing left and right, bringing people back from the dead. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Just really in his greatest hits era. Healing their ailments. Yes, for sure. Yeah, exactly which again was potentially problematic but seemed very of the time so yeah it was it was interesting stuff interesting conundrums things like that but yeah i know uh, i apparently today we're getting some more disciple action so that'll be fun Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I always love that hot disciple on disciple action. Oh, goodness. Yeah, exactly. All 12. There you go. Disciple on disciple. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all 12 of them going at it at once. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, do we get all the names of the 12 at some point? Because I only know Matthew. I think that's going to be today. Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I think or that's Ma- going to be oh, today. The, those other dudes. What were those dudes' names? Yeah, what you got? Which dudes? Like Aaron. No, not Aaron. The, t- the first dudes that, uh-huh. that were brother dudes. Uh-huh. Do you remember? Uh-huh. Do you remember? No, nah, no. Nah. There's two brothers, but three names between them. Yes. <laughs> we said it, I think, the second episode. Yeah. yeah again, and then I, it, it escaped me, so. So Simon, who is also Peter. Oh, yeah. Peter Simon. Simon Peter, yeah. And Simon and Garfunkel, Peter. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then his brother, Andrew. Okay. Okay. And then we also had John and James. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And then in the last episode, we picked up Matthew, who may or may not be the star of our story. I guess. Yeah. The yeah. author of our story. So how many is that? Are we up to like five, five or four up to five? Okay. Yeah. I, I guess. Yeah. Jeez, we got a lot more to get. Are we going we to get more to get? We got some casting to do. I'm, I'm torn about whether or not to do casting for every single disciple. There's certainly some mm. that are going to be more of more featured characters, yeah. you know, like Peter. Well, and also, are we only changing the Jesus or do we have to change the entire cast? I think we're, we're mostly changing the Jesus between the okay. four gospels. Yeah. The other characters, I think it's up to us, right? If they're a small enough character and we want to keep using that actor, we could keep them around. Yeah. But, you know, maybe we could use that as an opportunity to recast because maybe they've got different vibes in different books, you know? There you go. Yeah, I, I see uh, people are saying Killian Murphy is Peter. We're recording this on oh, Barbenheimer weekend. So, you know, that's very, uh, <laughs> very big and very hot right now. So it makes sense to use him in something. Have we used Robert mm-hmm. Downey Jr. yet? Or, or Margot Robbie or uh, any of them? Let's them? see. Robert Downey, he's not even on our list. We got to add him to the list to, wow. to call go. him in. Yeah. He could be an interesting Peter or Jesus or any of these folk. Jesus. folk. <laughs> yeah, Robert Downey that. Jesus. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He's a little old to be that. playing Jesus at this point, but yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, but that's fine. But he could be a disciples. He could be sure. a disciples for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. actually, that's a good question. Are these disciples younger men or are they hmm. men of all ages? Hmm. How representative is the sample of disciples? Exactly. And I mean, we haven't been told yet their ages. No. But to me, I would think that it would be like, you know, one hot dude and a bunch of other hot dudes running around together like they're in a pack. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> you know, a but pack surrounding Jesus, who's a two? Pack of young... Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Well, Jesus is like the most charismatic though. And he's doing all this cool stuff. And we're casting him hot, right? We're, I mean, clearly. There were well, some... So far we have with Chuetal Edu yeah. for. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. So I just did a quick search for how old the disciples were. And yeah, According to this particular answer on gotquestions.org, uh, just based on some of the words that Jesus uses to describe them and mm-hmm. their jobs and like when they died later on and stuff, uh, probably between 20 and 30 years old for all of them. Okay. Oh, well, then, yeah. Yeah, so exactly. Young, young men. Young yeah. men of vigor, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that makes sense to me. It, it's the new, the new crowd coming up, making a new religion or whatever. Mm-hmm. proselytizing some new shit. Yeah, you need yeah. that young blood, you know? There you go. Yeah. yeah Discipleship yeah. is a young man's game, as we all know. I guess. Right. I guess right. it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. What are you two drinking today? Oh, I'm just having a little pamplemousse lacroix with some vodka in it. It's nice. It's refreshing. It's crisp. Lovely. Yeah. Uh, is it still really hot over there in the... Uh, Seattle land. I mean, it's it's perfectly hot in Seattle. It pretty much doesn't get above 80 degrees out here in the summertime. It's great. It's just that we don't really have air conditioning. So once you got to close up the windows and turn off the fan for recording a drunk Bible study, it gets yeah. real sweaty real fast. So uh-huh. yeah, it's fine uh-huh. during the day. And when we record, it becomes rough real quick. Sweltering. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I get that. How about you, Des? I'm refreshing myself with a passion fruit, La Croix, with some gin in it. Mm, there you go. I love it. Neither of us are that exciting. What do you have, Em? I hope it's yeah, fantastic. No, it's a, so this I looked up, it's called a dirty French. Okay. Ooh, my goodness. <laughs> I, I did not create that name, by the way. <laughs> it's a French 75, but also with Campari in it. So usually it just says mm. gin, lemon juice, and Prosecco, and then also a little bit of sweetener. See, so it's a little more sour. This, well, it's just a little more bitter. Campari, right. like, has some bitterness to it, but it's really nice. Um, usually it's with a grapefruit twist, but I only had lemon, so we're we're just going to have to deal with it today. Beautiful. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, kids. All righty. I assume we're going to go on a big disciple world tour, or maybe some more miracles. I'm going to predict some more disciples and predict world some more miracles. Tour. <laughs> I love that. Like, they're just uh, (laughs) jet-setting all over the place. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, 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 there you go. All right, well, what are we reading today? Yes, today we're continuing on. We've only got two chapters today, actually. We are reading Matthew chapters 10 and 11. Uh, We're very excited to continue this story, see what kind of miracles we have in store. As we get started, we want to remind everyone to read responsibly and drink responsibly. You can drink along with us, or you can listen to us while you're in the car. But please do not do both at the same time. And with that, it's time for Matthew 10.
Matthew 10. He called to himself his 12 disciples. Oh. Oh. Oh, well, okay. Here we are. <laughs> I guess some others, <laughs> some, others came. some others got recruited that were not named. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Those five and then some other ones that are less important, I guess. Yeah. I'm... He called to himself his 12 disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out. Hmm? Oh, very important meeting. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? Yeah, he's like, hey guys. Hey, yeah. Hey, so you know how I've been casting out spirits and doing all these cool miracles and shit. Oh, uh huh. I'm gonna give you sort of the keys to this car. What? So you can drive it around. What? Yeah, yeah. I imagine Peter was like, "Could could this have been an email, my lord? Did we really have to gather all of us together?" <laughs> Are you kidding me? He's giving them the wait. Is this what mm-hmm. he's doing? He's giving them the ability to also heal people and to cast out unclean spirits. Yeah. That's insane. That is not an email, Dedeker. That's a big deal. Can you imagine? That's a big deal, yeah. Yeah. My goodness. Wow. It's like everyone's finished their probationary period, and he's like, okay, now I'm going to give you... And I bet he has to touch them. Like, he's got to, you know, put it Mm. in the Raru arm or something, you know, like in Legend of Zelda. (laughs) He has to give them the recall ability... To recall a person's life back to life. Yeah, yeah. I like to imagine that these were just the 12 that made it through the elite crack team training. Oh, that's good. Maybe it was actually an applicant pool of thousands and these were the final 12 Mm. that could pass the gauntlet that he put them through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, these are the 12 that he felt like would survive the transfusion of power that he was giving them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so he gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every disease and every sickness. Now, the names of the 12 apostles are these. Okay, get your notebooks out. Oh, oh, boy. Okay. The first, Simon, who is called Peter. Stupid. I'm sorry. Why? (laughs) (laughs) Andrew, his brother. James, the son of Zebedee. John, his brother. Philip, Bartholomew, Thomas, Matthew, the tax collector. Oh, this dude. I guess Philip, Bartholomew, and Thomas have no defining traits or interesting qualities at all. Thomas will get a defining trait. Really? Later in the story, though. Sure, 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 sure. Bartholomew couldn't tell you the first thing about him. Yeah. Or Philip. Or Philip. Matthew, the tax collector. James, the son of Alphaeus. Cool. Okay, multiple Jameses at this point. So we got James and we got Jimmy. Right, so James, son of Zebedee, and James, son of Alphaeus. And then uh, Lebeus, whose surname was Thaddeus. Oh. oh, I was going to say, I've never heard of Labaeus, disciple of Christ. Right. Thaddeus. Well, Thaddeus, I guess. Okay, it's just Thaddeus, which is awesome. I have a good friend named Thaddeus. I didn't know uh-huh. that he was a disciple. Cool. This is where he came from. There now, you go. Now get this. We have another Simon, the Canaanite. What? And maybe that's why one of okay, them, he's like, why we, call him we can't have two. You got to be Peter. Your name is Peter now. <laughs> I love that. Okay, I like that, yeah. And last but not least... Sorry, that's not in the Bible. And Judas Iscariot. Yes. Who also betrayed him. Oh, shit. We find that out now? Spoiler alert. Jeez. What if you've known? Yeah, I, mean, I mean, I obviously know that. Like, <laughs> E2 Judas, but not really. That's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so Jesus sent these 12 out and charged them, saying, Don't go among the Gentiles and don't enter into any city of the Samaritans. Why not? They're good Samaritans. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't gotten there yet. Oh. Don't go among the Gentiles and don't enter into any city of the Samaritans. Rather, go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. 
as you go, preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers. Um, some Apparently some translations include raise the dead here. Mm. Oh, wait, wow. And some wait. people were like, that's too much to ask. We got to cut that that's out. A little, a little footnote here. Well, not only that, like... All the dead? Like, what does that mean? Like, people <laughs> no, just I died? I don't think it was all the dead. We're going to have a freaking, you know, skeleton army like in Lord of the Rings? Like, what's happening here? It's, yeah, it's possible. Maybe yeah. that's why some translations cut that out later. They're like, yeah. you couldn't They're have like, said that. That doesn't make sense. No, no, no. Let's not. <laughs> okay, so heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, and cast out demons. Freely you received, so freely give. Don't take any gold, nor silver, nor brass in your money belts. Take no bag for your journey, neither two coats, nor shoes, nor staff. For the laborer is worthy of his food. Wait, they're supposed to go with like the clothes on their back? Yeah. Yeah, I think we're establishing, I mean, as in many religions, the old classic of like a mendicant lifestyle or a monastic lifestyle of simplicity and Mm -hmm. poverty. And also, you know, I guess not accepting money for your dead raising services. Mm -hmm. Just accepting maybe like food and shelter. Mm -hmm. Right. So for the the laborer is worthy of his food. So it's kind of like a, you know, will heal for money, you know. Wait, no shoes? (laughs) Maybe no extra shoes. Like only the ones you got. Don't don't bring an extra pair of shoes. I hope they have like duct tape that they're allowed. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He did have a caveat here. He said, uh, uh, "Sorry, I missed that." He said, "Nor staff, but one roll of duct tape is okay." <laughs> <laughs> you know, so you can make yourself a makeshift coat and plug up the holes in your shoes. You can make anything you need at any moment. There you if go. You have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's see here. Into whatever city or village you enter, find out who in it is worthy and stay there until you go on. As you enter into the household, greet it. Hello, household. Like, I was thinking like a Marie Kondo thing. How she, you know, on the show, would always do the like blessing and greeting for the house. What is is that in Japanese? Oh, hello, household? Yeah. I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't know the super formal version. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, fine, Dedeker. I just wanted you to whip something out. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, pantanomy in the chat is pointing out is kind of like I guess maybe the tadaima. Oh yeah, where, tadaima. But but so tadaima is yeah. usually what you say when you come home. But mm-hmm. I you know when I read Marie Kondo's book in Japanese, she was very adamant about yes, how. I'm sorry. I just always look, Emily. <laughs> I know. I dedicated Dedeker, like 15 years of my life to learning the worst language in the world. I'm going to mention the fact that I've accomplished it's, something. It's very so. impressive. Listen, I don't want to go to Japan without you ever. (laughs) I will humble brag my way to glory. As I was saying, she's very clear that you say Tadaima even when nobody's home because you need to greet your home and all the objects within it as well. Mm -hmm. Got it. She even recommends patting your house plants and saying hello to them. Okay, I need to go do that after this. (laughs) It actually probably stresses them out. There's a lot of house plants though to do. And what about the cactuses? Ow. Mm. Ouch. Yeah, maybe it's better it. to just greet them. Give them a little bow. Can I blow on them. A little bow. That's nice. That's <laughs> yeah. nice. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so he's saying basically enter the house, greet it. Don't go to other, like, don't go to non Jews, right? Only say mm-hmm. in the Jewish areas to find the people who've kind of lost their way. Find the one that seems the coolest and stay at their house. Okay. When you enter the household, you greet it. If the household is worthy, 
let your peace come on it. Uh-huh. But if it isn't worthy, let your peace return to you. I don't know what that means. Yeah, what? Let what come on it exactly? Peace. What was that? Your, you know, your peace. peace. Your peace. Your peace, your you know. Peace. You know, your peace. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm actually curious about some other translations here. This is one of those verses I've definitely heard sermons preached about, but I could not tell you anything about those sermons. Let your peace come on it. Uh-huh. You know, your peace. Is it kind of like, you know, go and preach and do these miracles and stuff, but if people don't want you there, don't stick around. Just go where you're welcomed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's see here. <laughs> I like the King James. This is great. Oh. When ye come into an house, salute it. <laughs> what? Yes, sir. And if the house be worthy, let your peace come upon it. So yeah, same translation there. All your base right. belong to uh, us. Okay. <laughs> the complete Jewish Bible says, if the home deserves it, let your shalom rest on it. Oh, that's nice. Oh, I like yeah. that. If not, let your shalom return to you. I like that. Uh, and then, of course, Eugene says... <laughs> what? When you knock... Oh, he's basically describing what the Mormons do. He said, when you knock on a door, be courteous in your greeting. If they welcome you, be gentle in your conversation. If they don't welcome you, quietly withdraw. Wait, it's like a vampire. Like you have to be invited into the house. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> I see, I see. Okay, let's see. Where was I? Let your peace return to you. 14. Yeah, verse 14. Whoever doesn't receive you, nor hear your words, as you go out of that house or that city, shake off the dust from your feet. Because you're I not going to be wearing shoes. I think that's the leave just kind of leave it behind you. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Most assuredly, I tell you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the days of judgment than for that city. Whoa. Wait, what? What, Is he like bashing Sodom and Gomorrah from like way, way back? No, he's using it as a comparison that if you show up to a city and they don't greet you and they're not nice to you, just screw it, leave them, leave them along and they're going to be punished. I see. Like Sodom and Gomorrah were. were, We get a little bit of like father, like son here. Like a little bit of the rock shining through, a little bit of that carrot and stick, you know? A little bit of the rock falling far from the tree, not far from the tree. Not far from the tree. Yeah. Not far from the mountain. The pebble doesn't fall far from the rock, as they say. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, he's basically saying like, just walk out peacefully and then I will firebomb the place. Don't even worry about it. Um, <laughs> behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. They are not harmless. Yeah, they are not. Do not look a dove <laughs> in kidding. the eye. I'm kidding. I'm yeah. kidding. Apparently, I'm sorry. I I learned after the fact that apparently they make really good pets and they're very sweet. So I'm sorry that I ever blasphemed the dove. <laughs> but um, I still don't want to look it in the eye just in case. Just in case, yeah. <laughs> but beware of men, for they will deliver you up to councils and in their synagogues they will scourge you. Scourge you. Scourge you. Yes, and you will be brought before governors and kings for my sake, for a testimony to them and to the Gentiles. But when they deliver you up, don't be anxious how or what you will say, for it will be given you in that hour what you will say. Oh, for it is not you who speak, but the spirit of your father who speaks in you. Deliver him up. What did he say? <laughs> this might be I a was, good time I to was, invite 
the message to the party. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah See right. what Eugene that's, has to say. That's fine. Paying attention yeah. well enough. Yeah, what just happened? Yeah, Emily, you can't be in the chat. You got to I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was talking about Twilight. Okay, great. <laughs> okay, so he says, some people... Okay, here's Eugene from verse 17. Don't be naive. Some people will question your motives. Others will smear your reputation just because you believe in me. Oh. Don't oh. be upset when they haul you before the civil authorities. Without knowing it, they've done you and me a favor, given you a platform for preaching the kingdom news. Whoa. <laughs> okay, I was with okay, it until the okay. kingdom news. Okay, wait. Okay, that's really no, hold, interesting. Me, okay, sorry. Keep, keep going, keep going. Let me read yeah. a couple more sentences here. And don't worry about what you'll say or how you'll say it. The right words will be there. The spirit of your father will supply the words. Just pray about it. Yeah, yeah kind of. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of just like that. I think you should take it over from here because we're about to start a new quote here. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Can I just, one one question. Yeah. So they're allowed to do whatever, but Jesus is kind of what putting- allowed to do whatever? What do you mean by that? They're allowed to, they're allowed to go and, you know, save people or do these things, but apparently they're a little bit worried that the potential to get arrested or to get hauled out by- guards or whatever is there. Jesus well, is really putting yeah, yeah, he's he's really putting these people, you know, in harm's way potentially. And he's just like just go and be God. Go and what is it? Go and be God. Let go and let God. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Let go and let God. <laughs> <laughs> go and be God. <laughs> Probably wow. not gonna happen. Um yeah. I'm trying to pull these out of my ass from from this <laughs> this uh mm-hmm. podcast. But yeah, interesting. So I, I feel like he's putting them potentially in harm's way. And that's a little scary for them, maybe. But I guess... Well, I think they know what they're signing up for. Well, I think that's why these he's guys are, to encourage These guys them. are part of a hardcore. rebellious I see. group, I guess. Or a, I don't know. Yeah, they're ready. They're ready for action. They're ready to rumble. <laughs> exactly. They're ready to rumble. You got it. Okay. I'm going to take it from verse 21. Do it. Brother will deliver up brother to death and the father his child. Children will rise up against parents and cause them to be put to death. Whoa, what? You You will be hated by all men for my name's sake, but he who endures to the end will be saved. See, this doesn't sound good. But when they persecute you in this city, flee into the next. For most assuredly, I tell you, you will not have gone through the cities of Israel until the Son of Man has come. A disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his Lord. It is enough for the disciple that he be like his teacher, and the servant like his Lord. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more are those of his household? Therefore, mm. don't be afraid of them, for there is nothing covered that will not be revealed, and hidden that will not be known. What I tell you in the darkness, speak in the light, and what you hear whispered in the ear, proclaim on the housetops. Don't be afraid click, of those. Click, click. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, I had to say it. Don't be afraid of those who kill the body but are not able to kill the soul. Rather, fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in Gehenna. Uh, sorry, what? It's a lot of destroying. Yeah, we need some so help. We're... We need some help from Eugene. I think. Please, Eugene. Please. I see. I see. Fear not them that kill the body, but can't kill the soul. But instead, fear that which can kill both. Which sounds Lovecraftian. So I think he's kind of talking about, yes. I think he's saying, don't worry about these humans who might try to kill you because... That's easy for him to say. <laughs> because the Kraken 
can come and destroy also your soul, mm-hmm. I guess. The devil. And by that, I guess we mean Beelzebub. Do you want to hear Eugene's take? I, I would love. Yeah. I would love that. Okay. It's not going to be very fun. I can tell you that right now. Okay. Don't be bluffed into silence by the threats <laughs> of bullies. There's nothing they can do to your soul, your core being. Save your fear for God, who holds your entire life, body and soul, in his hands. <laughs> okay. He has got the whole world in his hands. He does. Okay. That, that's a nice way of putting it, you know? It's <laughs> a nice way of putting it. Not, he's got your entire life and your soul in his hands, and he can crush you like a little tiny cricket. Yep. Or a sparrow. We're going to talk about sparrows here. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Aren't two sparrows sold for an asarion? And um, mm. what? Here's a big long parenthetical phrase An asarion is a small coin worth one tenth of a drachma or a sixteenth of a denarius. Approximately, don't know what any of those are. Approximately the wages of one half hour of agricultural labor. <laughs> wow, that's actually that's actually nice for reference to kind yeah. of get a sense of what that means. Now like, I understand. How much of a cup of coffee is this worth? How many cups of right. coffee? Eugene here says, "What's the price of a pet canary? Some loose change, right?" Well, I mean, I don't think that's true, Eugene. These days, when- I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> No, Eugene, no. I mean, in our in the freaking boomer generation, yes, when you just like went to the pet store and paid $2 for a puppy or whatever. Bought a canary and then put it yes. in a coal mine and then okay. <laughs> see what happens. Yeah. Not one of them falls on the ground apart from your father's will, but the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Therefore, don't be afraid. You are of more value than many sparrows. I hope so. <laughs> you're worth Eugene, your weight in sparrows, my dear. Eugene says you're worth more than a million canaries. Oh wow! Aww, that's a nice, cute. A nice I mean, I love. I mean, I love. I love canaries and animals, but mm-hmm. I like that to say to you know your your lover or something. You're like you're worth more to me than a million, a million canaries. canaries. <laughs> canary by canary, they weigh very little because they're birds. Mm, true. And how much do you think hollow- one million canaries? Ways. ways. You gonna do that math real quick? I don't know. When How much I, does one? Not much. <laughs> Probably a lot, but not way. that much. Mm. <laughs> Google is like, no. Yeah. Okay, an average canary is about fifteen grams. <laughs> yeah. Or half an ounce. Goodness. Okay, so fifteen grams times one zero 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 zero. That's a million. Uh-huh. I mean, I guess I could have done that math in my head. Fifteen million. Um, so 15 million kilograms to pounds. Lovely UK and Australian people. Okay. What is that? That's not nothing. That's uh, 33,000 pounds. That's That's a lot. That's a lot. (laughs) That's a lot. As Brady in the chat is saying, it's a real katamari of canaries. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Everyone, therefore, who confesses me before men, him I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, him I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. Confesses? That kind of sounds Catholic. I think it's if you confess as in to to, um, transmit, to say aloud. Okay. Like if you pledge your allegiance to to Jesus, he will pledge his allegiance to you. Mm. That would be cool if the the flag pledged its allegiance back to you. Yeah, that'd be nice. Oh, yeah, that's fun. 
Yeah. Oh, and here comes my mom's favorite verse whenever oh. we disagree on something. Oh, <laughs> <political>. okay. <laughs> here we go. Huh. Okay. okay. Uh, don't think that I came to send peace on the earth. I didn't come to send peace, but a sword. For I came to set a man at odds against his father and a daughter against her mother and Awkward. a daughter-in-law against her oh. mother-in-law. Uh, what does that mean? Uh, like, I, I'm just here to be the one true king even if you are not in, if your loved one is not in line with me, then you're going to be against them because you love me the most? Uh, essentially. I'll say okay. essentially. I will say functionally the way that this verse tends to get whipped out at me is, uh-huh. <laughs> and actually I think a number of maybe fundamentalist Christians will do this also, is if there's any criticism about Christians not acting very Christ-like, you know, not being very loving, yeah not uh-huh. being very supportive of the poor or the disenfranchised, that uh-huh. this is kind of like, well, but Jesus didn't say that he was coming to make everything like peaceful and loving. He said he was coming to start a war, essentially. Uh, Interesting. That's funny because I could see it being used the other way around oh. from the young people where it's like, look, Jesus said, us young people, because it says, you know, daughter against mother, daughter-in-law against mother-in-law, mm-hmm. son against father, as in like, the new generation is going to be mm-hmm. like, dude, you're doing it stupid and you're doing these things you're just because you've it done it that stupid. way. You're doing it stupid. <laughs> like we're going to push against the old guard. Right, right. Yeah, that's that's how I would read it. Especially because he's a young guy and his disciples are young guys. Definitely. So it's more like, look, y'all, I didn't come here to make nice with you boomers. I'm here to shake things up. <laughs> well, speaking of... Sorry to the boomers in the crowd. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's all right. We love you, boomers. It's just also, there's some boomers we don't love as much. Uh-huh. To be fair, there's some there's some millennials and Gen Zers well, and everyone okay. else we don't like. Yeah, that's not wrong. That's not true. A man's foes will be those of his own household. He mm. who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he See, who loves son or daughter more than me loves- isn't worthy of me. I think this is the justification for like, cut, out, cut your queer kids out of your life. <sighs> okay. I think boy. this is the verse. Boy, so, oh not to, yeah. Sorry, not to bring up too much trauma for everybody, but... No, listen, the, Jesus gets yet another like strike against him, yeah. which he's done pretty regularly in every single one of these chapters, I've mm. just got to say. Right. I wonder how different he'll be between the Gospels. Yeah, he hasn't been auditioning well for your first encounter with Jesus, well, huh? I, listen, listen. It again is showing me so much that like all of those people out there, and I've had a few who are like, oh my God, you're reading the Bible. I can't wait for you to like become in love with Jesus or something. It's just not going to happen, okay? Okay, hold on, Emily, because I want to have a little role player, like a little simulation, mm. maybe. Uh-huh. <laughs> you get to the end of the Bible, yeah, mm. and uh-huh. one of your Christian friends— I'm like, Revelation was awesome. <laughs> I know, yeah. And one of your Christian friends is like, oh my God, you read the entire Bible. Like, what was it like? And I want you to legitimately, genuinely give me your Emily answer. You're in front of your like beatific, smiling, happy Christian friend— They've asked you this question. What are you actually going to say to them? Yeah, it was revelatory in so many ways. <laughs> because that's, that's good. That's very diplomatic. <laughs> because I really learned the good and the bad. Yes, I understand there's a lot of great stuff that people can look to in times of need, in times of challenge. And yet, so often people leave out the really horrific parts of this book, which there are plenty of. So, no, sorry. 
I'm not going to just 100% go straight to this is the book that everybody needs to read and everybody needs to integrate in their life because still, I'm not gonna. I hope I'm there for that conversation. Mic drop. <laughs> Mic drop. Okay. I'm going to keep, okay. I'm gonna keep, keep going. going. Yep. He who doesn't take his cross and follow after me isn't worthy of me. He who finds his life will lose it, and he who loses his life for my sake will find it. He who receives you receives me, and he who receives me receives him who sent me. Like God, the rock? He who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And he who receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man will receive a righteous man's reward. Okay. Whoever gives one of these little ones just a cup of cold water to drink in the name of a disciple, Mm. most assuredly, I tell you, he will in no way lose his reward. That's nice. Mm. There it is. That's the end of that chapter. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, that's it. All right. We're going to do a little chill time. Yeah, take take a little chill time, a little refresher. Yeah, yeah. Let's Let's all chill. Let's have a refresher. And let's take a moment to talk about telling our friends about Drunk Bible Study because we would love to have you and all of your friends. And if they don't accept you, then you should shake the dust <laughs> off of your feet. And because if they accept, Go your own way. If they accept you, then they accept us. And by accepting us, they accept a podcaster's reward, which I can tell you is very small. <laughs> it's a very small reward. But if you confess us in front of your friends, we will confess you to The Rock when we finally meet him for casting this multi-million dollar mm. Hollywood film. I truly, <laughs> I hope that he would be flattered at the very least. It's like, listen, listen, man. We created an entire podcast where you are truly the star, okay? And we reference you every single episode. And we haven't been doing this for like a hot like month or whatever. We've been doing this for a whole damn five plus years. Mm -hmm. So you're welcome. Free publicity for that guy. Yeah, because he really needs needs some publicity. He needs our publicity. (laughs) Listen, okay? Oh my goodness. Something. Yes. Uh, so please uh, spread the word. And also, if you would like us to confess you on the air, mm. you can become a patron of our show at patreon.com slash drunk Bible study. And we will give a toast to people who become a parishioner. That's our confessing you to the world uh, and to our father. I think my dad has maybe listened to a couple episodes. So, you know, <laughs> there's that. To Jason's father. <laughs> I'll confess you to my father. Yeah, if you accept me, you also accept my father, I guess, or something like that. And uh, we also have early releases of episodes, uh, Emily's Drink Recipes, and of course... Which I am posting this week, I promise. And of course, our undying love and um, and the love of my father. You know what? I'll tell him that he owes love now to however many people there are in the Patreon. Okay, we are back with chapter 11. Do we call these chapters? Yes. Yeah, we call it chapters. You got it. Chapter 11. It happened that when Jesus had finished directing his 12 disciples, because nobody left yet, he was just talking to them the whole time, (laughs) he departed from there to teach and preach in their cities. So, yeah, what was he doing? He was going with them to various places. To me, I'm like, he would stay sort of in the headquarters, and then all of the disciples would like branch out to the various cities and go from there. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he did some ride-alongs with them. 
Okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. assuming it was sort of like a student teaching kind of thing at first, and now he's finally like, you're ready mm. to take on your own classes, and I'm going to go do my own as well. Got it, okay. I don't think there was ever a moment where he's been sitting in headquarters. He's been pretty pretty <laughs> proactively out there yeah, this whole time. he's doing a yeah. lot of things. He was doing it all himself, and he finally realized, I need to delegate some minute. of this. And so yeah. that's why he assigned them the demon ridding and healing abilities so that he could, you know, branch out. Yeah, he's getting his, like, a... Uh, I guess business is getting bigger, so he needs to delegate mm-hmm. now. Yeah, yeah. Now, when John heard in the prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said to him, are you he who comes or should we look for another? Wait, what? John? <laughs> what a confusing <laughs> yeah. question. Yeah, I know. And wait, there was a John that is his disciple. I think this is, this is John a different the Baptist. John? John the Baptist who's in prison. Oh, the now. baptizer, please. That's our, oh, our right. translation. John, John the, the baptizer. baptizer. Oh, wait. Is this the John who baptized him? Yes. Yeah. That, yeah, one. that one. The very same. Okay. He's now in prison. Why? Yes. We don't know. <sighs> okay. Terrible story tongue. Jesus answered them, Go and tell John the things which you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, and the lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear and the dead are raised up. This sounds like Mary did you know, by the way. Probably where I came from. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Uh, everything is a Christmas carol to me. <laughs> <laughs> and the poor have good news preached to them. Blessed. Oh, good for the poor. Yeah, that's the best yeah. they get. I know, right? They don't get they don't get some money. They're just like good news, news, news. Jesus Christ was born today. That's another carol. <laughs> Blessed is he who finds no occasion for stumbling in me. What? Huh. <laughs> for stumbling in me? That sounds. Can we get a Tyndale review? Yeah, of like everything whoops, we've covered so I far. Just... Stumbled mm, into yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, let's see here. I'm still on Matthew six. ten. Let me switch here. Um, so I'm going to take it back to the start. Oh, okay. And it came to Passi that Jesus had made an endy of commanding his 12 <laughs> disciples that he departed thence to teachy and to preachy in their cities. <laughs> when, no. when, <laughs> when Ihan, John, being in Presson, Herdi ye workies of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said unto him, Art thou he that shall come, or shall we look for another? Oh my God. L O K E. Or shall we look for another? Jesus answered and said unto them, Go and shew, Ihan, what ye have heard and seen, the blindy see, the halt. Goo? What? The lepers are cleansed. The halt. The halt. The halt goo. goo? <laughs> the what halt you got? Goo. So that's the halt. H a l t. Goo. G o o. Wait. What is goo? <laughs> I think. I think this is the lame walk. The halt. Uh, goo. Halted. Goo. Goo. The okay. Halt the halt goo. goo. Like the beeble loop. <laughs> the lepers are cleansed. Okay. The deaf. The deaf heary. The dead rise again. And the glad tidings is preached to the pavra. That's what we should be singing in Mary, (laughs) you know. (laughs) The halt (laughs) gives. And happy is he that is not offended by me. Okay. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Okay. Um, I'm I'm on six. Oh, yeah. So, okay. No, I'm on seven. 
As these went their way, Jesus began to say to the multitudes concerning John, what did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? But what did you go out to see? A man in soft clothing? Behold, those who wear soft clothing are in king's houses. But why did you go out? To see a prophet? Yes, I tell you, and much more than a prophet. What? What is happening? Hold on. Yeah, what is the soft clothing? A man in soft clothing. (laughs) Just like gossamer clothes that he can rip (laughs) off his body. Well, so Jesus is talking about John now. About yeah. John the Baptizer. Yeah. Is is he asking why he is in prison? What is happening? Uh, I don't know why he's asking this, but he's kind of <laughs> asking like, when you all went out to go see John, I guess before he was in prison, what did you expect to see? A guy wearing silky clothes? Nah, that's what they were in king's houses. This guy was a in the prophet. wilderness. Come okay. on, man. He's a prophet. And then Eugene translates that last bit as probably the best prophet you'll ever hear. Which is I think, him? Is he talking John, about himself? John. He's talking about oh, John. John. Emily, stick with me here. No, I'm sticking <laughs> with you. I'm just, I always figured that Jesus is like putting himself on a higher pedestal than everyone else because he kind of has so far. Hmm. So that he's like kicking John in the face and saying like, wait, you expected to see that guy prophetize? He's terrible. I'm awesome. No, so this <laughs> is more no, establishing okay. that Jesus likes John. is into... Is into John. Yeah, he's okay, like, John's cool. a cool guy. He's like, okay. I, I respect him. He's a good, you know. I guess he would because he baptized Jesus. But he does get his head cut off. Emily, We haven't spoilers. even gotten to that point. Or is that in the Bible? I'm not going to answer you. Mean. Okay. <laughs> For I'm just going to be so excited when it is. For this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, <laughs> who will re- prepare your way before you. Most assuredly, I tell you, among those who are born of women, everyone, <laughs> there has not arisen anyone greater than John the baptizer. Yet I wonder, he hold was, on, hold on. Yeah, the whole yeah. born of a woman thing, I wonder if it's like what Shakespeare alluded to with the whole Julius Caesar, right? Where like that's our weird literary device to make it so that someone who was born by C-section doesn't count as being born of a woman. What? I don't think that's what we're going for here. Well, I'm just he's... trying to be smart and literary right now. <laughs> Okay. I mean, I appreciate that. Thank you, Dunnegar. I appreciate that. I think he's just saying John rules. John rules. John rules, I think is what he's saying. Okay. But but as as John Dolph the Mike pointed out in the chat, John has also talked up how cool Jesus is. Okay. So, so there's sort of a mutual, you know, they talk to each other. Mutual They're wingmen. Yeah. They're wingmen. Yeah. Hyping. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, hyping each other. Wingmen. I love that. Okay. So most assuredly, I tell you among those who are born of women that there has not arisen anyone greater than John the baptizer, yet he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. From the days of John the baptizer until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John, if you are willing to receive it, this is Elijah who is to come. No, he did come. He's not to come. Or is he saying like the prophecy? Who, who was to come. It says who is to come. He's saying this, this is the Elijah. 
oh. that was to come. He has come. I think that's what he's saying. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I am already so confused. Yeah, and thank just you, skimming a little bit ahead, I'm like, this is getting even more confusing. I do not remember any of this. Of course you don't. You haven't read it. At all. Mm. That, yeah, that's why. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> he who has ears to hear, let him hear. But to what shall I compare this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplaces who call to their companions and say, we played the flute for you and you didn't dance. We mourned for you and you didn't lament. For John came neither eating nor drinking and they say he has a demon. Is that why he's in jail? <laughs> Yeah, wow. I don't know. I don't know. Thank you. Yeah, Jay's is like, oh, you're going to find out. And now you're like, I don't know. The son of man. Yes. Sorry, I'm I'm just trying to piece this together because this is interesting to me. Like, this is not the normal stuff you hear, right? This is interesting. So I want to understand it. Is it any, any of the translations more easy to understand? Yeah. So here's the NIV um, where he talks about. And if you're willing to accept it, he is the Elijah who was to come. Whoever has ears, let them hear. To what can I compare this generation? He's kind of talking to this generation, which I guess is his own because he's youngish at the time. Mm -hmm. They are like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling out to others. We played the pipe for you and you didn't dance. We sang a dirge and you didn't mourn. Yeah, just For John came neither eating nor drinking. And they say he has a demon. So I think because he's not like making a big show of keep, it. Keep maybe. keep reading. Keep reading the next sentence. Keep reading the next sentence. Okay. The son the of son, man. Wait, no, in. I'm. It, oh, she meant sorry, me. It's you. Okay. Yeah. Do it. The son of man came eating and drinking, and they say, "Behold, a gluttonous man and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners." Oh, I feel like I've heard that before. But wisdom is justified by her children. Okay, so what? I think the point he's making is like this generation just like cannot be satisfied. Where are they talking about like Gen Z? <laughs> <laughs> the Gen Z of his time, I think. Yeah, I think so. I'm kidding. Yeah, because because he, he's yeah he's laying out that oh John lives out in the wilderness right as a hermit and they're like ah oh, he's he has a demon but then Jesus comes along living a normal life and they're like oh he's so gluttonous and he hangs out with tax collectors so I think he's just trying to make the point that. Mm. nobody's ever satisfied or happy. Mm, mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah, like you can never live up to what someone has this impossible idea of what Elijah or the prophet would be like. Yeah. Well, what yeah. a Messiah would be, right? And it, and it's true, right? Yeah, it, makes like, sense. Yeah, that's it's true. It's true. Like if, yeah. if allegedly a Messiah showed up right now today, it's not like everyone would be like, oh my God, that's, that's the one. You know, everyone would have something to say. Can I just ask, like, what is the next generation going to be? Because we're at Z. We're out of letters. It's the end times, Emily. Well, we're going to be out of time and planet, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> okay, fine, Dedeker. I mean, <laughs> I hear you, but maybe it'll just be like Alpha and Omega. I don't. I don't really like to take. The, I'm sorry. I don't really like to take that pessimistic stance. Um, I don't know. We'll see when it gets closer. Okay. <laughs> then he began to denounce the cities in which most of his mighty works had been done because they didn't repent. Woe to you! Chorazin. Chorazin. That's a Pokemon, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Woe to you, Bethsaida, for if the mighty works had been done in Tyre and Sidon, which were done in you, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. 
But I tell you, it will be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon in the day of judgment than for you. You, Capinarium, Capinarum, who are exalted to heaven, you will go down to Hades. Oh, shit. Is that the first time that we talk about hell? Well, also, it's called Hades uh, in this. Like, are we in like some Greek mythological? Well, this thing? was written this in was Greek. was all translated in Greek, yeah, or written in Greek, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. okay, got it. <laughs> yeah. For if the mighty works had been done in Sodom, which were done in you, it would have remained until this day. But I tell you that it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom on the day of judgment than for you. At the time, Jesus answered, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you hid these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to the infants. To infants? What? Yes, Father, for so it was well-pleasing in your sight. All things have been delivered to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father. Neither does anyone know the Father except the Son, and he to whom the Son desires to reveal him. Come to me. All you who labor and are heavily burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is after all his warning them that it's like, people are going to want to kill you. No, exactly. I'm like, really? Um, I think you're giving mixed messages here. I, so this is bit. definitely certain verses from this chapter were plucked out and taught to me, but I definitely never sat down and read this entire chapter. This whole thing where he's denouncing all these different random cities and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. going on about how cool John the Baptist is. Mm-hmm. Like, this was very confusing. I, I mean, I feel like Jesus has been a little bit more cohesive up to this point, a little bit more comprehensible. And this, I feel like it just went off the rails. Yeah, he did go a little bit off the rails. Mm. Yeah, went a little nuts. I was promised love. <laughs> love and peace. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jace is like, oh. right, yeah, just Jace, you seem you seem upset and bothered. Oh, I'm just I'm just trying to keep up with I feel like there's kind of this like whiplash that's happening in terms of, of the tone of what Jesus is saying. And so it's making me wonder about the whole thing of who who wrote what. How's this going to compare to the others? It's just, I'm just deep in thought, you know, deep in Maybe it'll be less whiplashy the more that we hear it. And maybe that's the point is that they're like, damn, we got to do this again and again and again. <laughs> yeah, we need because some different if we takes don't, on it. Yeah, they're not going to really understand it. And they're only going to like pick and choose the parts that are a little not great. Mm. I don't know. Maybe if I hear it four times, I'll be like, oh, it's amazing. <laughs> Doubtful, but... It's true. Once you get indoctrinated where it's like, oh, yes, this is all normal. This is the way it should be. Like once you're fully, fully introduced into the world, mm-hmm. then maybe it'll be a little mm-hmm. easier to to just grok and accept as it is. <laughs> grok. Yeah. <laughs> I, You know, this is getting me much more fascinated in Bible writing history. Because mm-hmm. like I know about the Council of Nicaea, you know, and Constantine and editing the Bible and trying to decide which books are going to go into like the official holy text and things like that. But I'm just like, I don't know. I am so curious about how we ended up with four different gospels telling the same story. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Good point. It, it's, yeah, it's an interesting thing because they're all written by pretty much the consensus from historians is that none of these were actually written by the people that they're attributed to. 
and that none of them were written by people who were actually there. Mm-hmm. Like even though they're written as if they were written by some of the disciples that were there, uh, that that basically it's pretty clearly not. Interesting. And so there's like all sorts of interesting comparisons to look at. And that's something I'm curious to get into more and more as we read the different versions to try to explore, you know, what what would this be? I found a super interesting little graph here that has the three synoptic gospels, which are um, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. So all of them except for John. And it has them broken down into like three pie charts. Okay. And each pie chart has percentages of what things are the same between all of them, what things are unique to that one, and then what things are shared between them and one of the other two. Okay. And it's super interesting. So like Matthew, 46% of this is going to be the same in the other two. That's a lot. Basically, the story is going to be the same. 20% of it is unique to Matthew. And then like 10% is common between Mark and Matthew and 24% is the same between Luke and Matthew. So wait, John is like off the rails? Yeah, John's the one that's mm-hmm. off the rails and everyone's like, this dude was on something else. Cool. So, <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Wait, can I ask like, why does everyone hate Paul? I mean, I understand that he was the beetle that, you know, was really the brains behind the operation and... <laughs> <laughs> and people misunderstood him, but he knew his shit. Mm-hmm. So what was going on there? You know, I think that you'll like so many things in this book. I think we got to get to the letters of Paul and then you yeah. have to decide, yeah. right? Fine. Because- <laughs> Oh, I will. <laughs> I thought for sure, oh gosh, all this doom and gloom, fire and brimstone Yahweh. Uh, once we get to Jesus, it'll be way more chill. He was just a big hippie. And then now no. I'm reading in this like, oh, this is kind of a bummer. And so honestly with Paul- I've always been like, I hated Paul. Like, I, I never even liked you him. You just were taught to hate Paul. Even when I was, no, 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 I no, was, no, 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 no. You're taught to love Paul. You're taught Emily. to love it's, Paul. <laughs> wait, what? What? It's the people who deconvert that hate Paul. Okay. Yes. Wait, I'm yeah. so excited. Can we get there now? <laughs> Is he after Matthew, Mark, Luther, Luke, Luther and John? <laughs> <laughs> and Ringo. And Ringo. The book of Ringo, yeah. too. Don't forget uh-huh. that one. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wait. Is he? Is he right after or no? Do we have to wait a little while? Well, Acts. Uh, you have to wait acts, a little bit. We have to yeah. wait Damn a couple, it. a book or a well, couple books. No, just one book. What, is it Acts? Yeah. What is book it? Acts. What is, what is his book? He has many. Well, he has many books. Oh. He wrote many books. Yeah. Wait. My father's house has many books, all written by Paul. <laughs> okay. Anyway, yeah, I think that it's going to be too deep to get into it now. I think you need to meet Paul and form your own opinion of Paul. And I think I'm going to be forming my opinion anew of Paul because, again, actually interfacing with the text directly as opposed to having it curated for me has turned a lot of things topsy-turvy. I'm sure. For my understanding and impressions of the Bible. And I'm sure the same is going to happen with Paul. Wait, people are like, wait until we get to Yoko. Who's like the Yoko of the Bible? (laughs) Ooh. It depends on who you think Yoko was in real life. Like if mm. you Yeah, that's good. Yoko blame can her I just for say, everything, then no, she's Judas. No. If you don't, then she's probably somebody else. Listen, I watched the whole freaking documentary on <laughs> Let It Be. And Yoko was not the reason that shit broke up. Yeah. Okay. It was John. It was John. I think Yoko is like the John the Baptist, the one who's just like experimental and mm. doing her own thing and right. walking her own way. That's what I think. Was she but, screaming through like, is John the Baptist screaming through like half of the 
the documentary? <laughs> he could be. <laughs> Maybe. Got it. Okay, we'll find out. I guess we won't know until we make the documentary. <laughs> it's true. Okay, we have a toast. We do have a toast. Wow. Yes. Yay. Okay. So this person didn't give their... I mean, I don't think it's their real name. This is Maybe making is. a big assumption. Maybe it's their real name, but mm. we need to give a toast to our newest parishioner, Gypsy Witch, all one word. <laughs> Thank you so much, GW, the good old G-dubs, for choosing to support our show, choosing to support better G-dubs. Yeah. independent, drunk biblical studies. <laughs> Not a lot of support in this field. And right. so you're no. like genuinely your support and parishionership really makes a big difference. Thank you so much for joining us for this journey. We really appreciate you. Thanks for everything. And thank you all out there for joining us for Bible study today. If you want to join the audience in our live stream shows, follow us on Twitch at Drunk Bible Study or go to drunkbiblestudy.com slash live. If you want even more Drunk Bible Study, including early releases, cocktail recipes, personal toasts on the show, and more, become one of our patrons at patreon.com slash drunkbiblestudy. If you enjoy the show, take a moment to subscribe and write us a nice review on iTunes, letting other people know what you like about it. You can also join fellow listeners in the Drunk Bible Study Fans and Fellowship Facebook group or on our Discord server at discord.drunkbiblestudy.com. Find us on Twitter at Drunk Bible Cast, on Instagram at Drunk Bible Study, or send us an email to info at drunkbiblestudy.com. Drunk Bible Study is created and produced by Jace Lindgren, Dedeker Winston, and me, Emily Matlack. Our theme song is Book Club by Josh and Anand from their album, Home of the The The. For more information, visit us at drunkbiblestudy.com. Yeah.